Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John discusses his time at the Fellowship Community's National Gathering, and we talk about our messages in the series entitled Restored. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. Back in the armchair with Pastor John. How are you doing, Pastor John? Good. Good, good to be here. Good. Good. You did not miss this past Sunday, but you were out all last week. I was. I was in Plano, Texas. Plano. 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 Old Texas. Plano. Old Plano Texas. Texas. Which, I, was, which I, I had to. Go, I had to look it up. That's uh, that's the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah. Someone said to me when I told them that you were in Plano, Plano, Texas. They were like, "Yeah, it is plain old Texas right there." <laughs> That's like as plain old Texas as you can possibly get. Well, I so. will tell you, it was a it was fancy Texas. It was nice Texas. Yeah, uh, the Plano and that that the whole area where we were was was quite nice. Yeah, Dallas is gorgeous. Yeah. Dallas Fort Worth is yeah. it's 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 you know it's whenever you get those double cities, Minneapolis St. Paul is kind of like that uh, where they're they're really on top of one another. It is. Really, really interesting. I'm sure there were some um, lower, low end sections of town, but uh, we sure didn't pass any. Yeah, from the trip to the airport and the couple of sites that we went uh, went to, we didn't pass any. So it's it's really uh, it's a really nice place. So you and, were you were out there for a particular gathering? Yeah, there's a group of uh, Presbyterians that gather out there on an annual basis. Um, they are the um, kind of the mission focused uh, or. Kind of orthodox evangelical. Um, that's a hard. That's, sometimes that's a bad word for people to hear that yeah. word. Is uh, but I mean this in the in, in the, the best greatest possible sense, way. In the, yeah. in the in the theologically, yeah. as in gospel, euangelion, uh, uh, you know, uh, good message, good news. Uh, yeah. uh, and we're really focused on on that, and and we had some great uh, great speakers from a number of places, and they were they were just concentrating on the uh, on 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 being a person of, of faith uh, faith leaders. Um, it's, it's pastor heavy, but as pastors and elders, um, yeah. and, and other church leaders. I mean, one, one of the guys brought, brought his entire church staff. Wow! And this is a young guy out of Philadelphia with yeah. um, with a very young church. Ray Garcia, you Ray sure Garcia, you know. yeah, no, Ray. He brought his staff with him, and, and it was great. Very, you know, it was the youngest of the gatherings we've ever had because <laughs> they, they they brought they brought the age down. But it's just something for church leaders for them to think about their well their their own personal wellness yeah. and it was I, I think that the the idea was it because I'm, I'm on the board for this group it's called the fellowship community mm-hmm. you've been on the board I for this board, as well yeah. mm-hmm. and um and and last year was last year they got together in dc and um i think it was really just to get together that was the, the just getting together and kind of just reconnecting was the, the, the theme i think uh, this year was really we're coming out of a pandemic and we're a bit battered and bruised and so it's about the spiritual health and wellness of yeah. the of, of church leaders, and so mm-hmm. it's great. It's a great conference to be be at and to ha- have that kind of encouragement. And for the first time, because some of the group people that come into these these meetings like this are they're feeling a lot of the angst about their place sure. in the denomination. Yeah, and uh, this there was none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a fair amount about uh, that. This is not. I mean, at one point, I, for some people, it was a it was kind of the green room for green room for those who were. Preparing to leave, yeah, none of that, yeah. There's none of that, and so these are people who are here. We're part of the part of the denomination, and we just want to we want to 
be together. We want to grow together, learn together, um, and and t- to learn some best practices together, pray together, and uh, and as it turns out, a couple of nights just to have some fun together too. Yeah. We went out to this place uh, in Plano, and I can't remember the name of something hall, and it was just big. It's kind of like the joinery times here in Lakeland times five, five times the size of the joinery, and this is big open area. The screen in the center where the basketball game was playing was about I don't know how big as this building I think it was it was it was really great Did a little axe throwing and bean you know uh, cornhole and just sat around and had some had good food and good conversation so yeah. a lot of it was just getting to connect with uh, with fellow believers all around the all around the country so yeah. it was great I sat around sat across the table from folks from Kansas had conversation with folks, lots of folks from California my buddy Dan is in California as well he's one of the board members mm-hmm. of seminar went to seminary together so it was just a great time to catch up with some like-minded uh, theologically like-minded uh, presbyterians yeah and, and and to me that's always the greatest value has has always been in the greatest value i haven't been able to go the last two years just because of the the timing of it in the year um it's in nashville next year it's in nashville and i see that they put it a couple weeks earlier which actually helps me be able to go because the first part of may for for people in in our school system the first part of may becomes very uh, awards driven test driven sort of thing late last part of may there's some similar obstacles as well so i haven't been able to go the last couple of years but that to me was always you know we've had we've had great speakers in the past we've had mark laberton and ed stetzer and and people yeah. like that are great speakers but the real value for me is getting together with with other pastors from around the country and um, because you and i've talked about this before you know you can get to know people in your congregation you know you can you can you know share life with them but for us as pastors we're always their pastor right we're always we're always in a in a, in a position of yeah. pastoral duty no matter what congregation member we're talking to and so there's it, it there's something that there's something inherently good about being with other people who yeah. share, understand what that's like. You know, we, we've, we've talked about that before, but when you go into those spaces and you have those conversations, you know, you can, you can share frustrations and you can share encouragement and you can, you know, talk about your hopes and fears without, yeah. without there being this sense of, you know, uh, distance, and yeah. there was a lot of that that went on around the tables. Just, just the best part of it, as you said, was just the table conversations. You're mm-hmm. at a break and you're sitting down with somebody with a cup of coffee, or you're across the dinner table from them, and you're you're sharing. The, tell me about you. It's like tell me about your church. Yeah. And they start talking about the things that are going well in the church, the things that they're struggling with in the church. A lot of people were looking for a pastor, looking for a church. Yeah. You know, their pastors looking for a church, churches looking for pastors. So there's a fair amount of of that. There's and, networking and, that goes and, on. And that, but just yeah. the, the the best thing is just networking. Yeah. I mean, the, the the fact of the matter is that that I'm at this church because of networking. Yeah, people knew about me. Yeah, and uh, when that time comes for me to me to go, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll, I'll have enough networking to to, to drop a, a dozen names on the on the search committee and say, "Should you pick whoever you want to pick?" But here's here's some people that are you might want to look at. Yeah, and which and, is what Mike Loudon did yeah. here, and you did here, and others did here, and and for for us and and. F- people might be listening to this they don't you know they, they might fast forward through this whole conversation because they, they're not connected to the PCUSA they don't understand s- some of the theological things that we as a co- as a congregation being more on the conservative side of things deals with in, in a in a denomination that's d- definitely not but one of the things that we deal with is n- you know knowing the pool of leaders that we can can yeah. that we we know that if they're 
if they're somewhat attached to the fellowship community, there's some like-mindedness there. So that that already kind of lowers the 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 barrier to conversation. Yeah. Not that, and again, not that we don't have conversations with people because you and I do all the time yeah. with people that aren't in our theological in the same stream. You know. Um, but when you're calling for leaders and when you're calling, you know, you're trying to help other churches find leaders, you do need to know uh, some of the, these kind of hot button issues and hot button topics. Even if those are not at the forefront of your yeah. ministry life, you still need to yeah. know those sorts of things. And, and, they, and they were, some people think, well, if you're going to be around that group of people, you must that must be the, all that you're talking about, some of these hot issues. Well, no, it's we, really not. We didn't. No, they, they, no. We didn't talk about it. I'm trying to think about it. I don't think we talked about it at all. Not yeah. one hot issue of the day if it if it did get talked about it just how we are responding as human beings as pastors as leaders church leaders elders and so on how we respond to some of these 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 mm-hmm. controversial things that are causing stress among your people yeah. not positioning ourselves for where how we're going to take yeah vote yeah. on these things or decide on these things i thought it was interesting this is this was the first time that i've been there that um that there's been, I guess the second time I've been there as senior pastor of this church, and I've been to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a senior pastor of my last church a number of times. But um, what was interesting to me is, and this may be something that the, the listeners, you know, you will be interested to know this, is that First Presbyterian Church Lakeland is known. Yeah. We are known yeah. uh, among the circle of of um, this circle, and I, I suspect we're known in, in mm-hmm. the broader PCUSA not denominational mm-hmm. circle. And um, and because I remember just I'm just having normal conversations like you and I are right now, mm-hmm. and I could I could sense there was something else going on in mm-hmm. these conversations. And mm-hmm. what it was was um, they were listening with a little more attentiveness because we are. Mm-hmm. Known by our ministries and known by yeah. you know, and, and, and in a positive way that, that yeah. this is a congregation that is doing well yeah. in in ministry and so and the that fellowship was, that has, was refreshing. The fellowship has had its national gathering here uh, right. at First Pres Lakeland in the past. Um, you know we uh, in in Tulsa this is like two. So this is the last one before the pandemic. I mean one of the big things that we did was. We sent out uh, Evelyn McMullen with us um, as a yeah. representative of the special needs ministry here. Um, and so there's a lot of conversations. I mean, people know us for the, those sorts of ministries as well, too. And we're, we're one of the largest supporting churches of yeah. the Yeah, fellowship. the insiders and the, de- and, the, and the board definitely know us because yeah. of, our, of our contributions. Yeah, yeah. Financial, <laughs> financial giving there, too. But it's, it's, it's important work, too, because there's a lot of equipping that goes on. It's not just to, to facilitate. And I think it's been good the last several years for the fellowship community to find its footing as something beyond yeah. just a a national gathering. You yeah. know that that's. Um, well, one of the ni- one of the nice shifts that that's taking place right now is uh, is we we really are building out the the network of people uh, by region. Yeah. And trying to build out some things in the region so that people, um, not just pastors but elders and other church leaders, will feel connected uh, among uh, sort of. Mission-minded, yeah. like-minded, theologically like-minded uh, uh, pastors or, yeah. or leaders. Yeah. Well, that's good. We're, we're glad that you're back. It's uh, good to be back. We it, were good. We were holding down the fort while you yes. were gone. Um, lots of uh, all it, seems to be well, if not better than uh, when I left it. So well yeah, done. yeah. It was you know we you know we only had a, a, set, a couple of fires to put out. So <laughs> um, but uh, we were able to to do that. But this you know this week um, 
we are, you know, in the second to last week in the series, yeah. uh, the series that we're called Restored. And just, you know, by way of review for people, if they don't remember, you know, this really started on Easter Sunday yeah. because the, 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 the event that begins the restoration process throughout the, the, the world really is the event of the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. You know, there's this, this moment that, that calls us to a restored relationship with God. We unpacked the restored relationships we have with other people, especially those that we're in conflict with, um, restored relationships, even in ourselves with our bodies mm-hmm. and things like this. Um, and then last week we talked about outsiders, um, and being restored across kind of some of those social ethnic, you know, whatever boundaries we kind of put in there. And today, or this last week, we really were talking about um, the the restoration uh, to do something, you know, we kind of turn that corner and the, the, the place where we landed is this idea of service. You know, we have a we have a mutual friend, Norm Hatter, who, mm-hmm. uh, and it was his phrase, and I, I even had it in my notes. I don't think I actually said it out loud, but uh, he said, "You were not saved to sit. Yeah, you were saved to serve." Oh wow, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, you that, did not say it because I would have written it down yeah. and, and 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 filed that away for there a few, for there's, future. There's future. the summation of our, ser- our both of our sermons. You were not saved to, to sit. You yeah. were saved to serve. Yeah, you, and we 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 both kind of landed in similar places. We did, it, but it was it was interesting how and then some of the I did weight, not have the Fibonacci pattern in my uh, in my you did not the Fibonacci sequence in your pattern no, in your no, service. No. Yeah, that's but great. we we did focus on some different things, and I I I you know you you really entered into this. So I I get, I basically entered into the sermon where you where you kind of landed you know in terms of the idea of created creation work right so I started yeah. there yeah, and then I worked had it toward the end and no. you had it towards yeah. the end you really started with the idea of God's love for us and I wonder if you would kind of talk a little bit about you know why was it important for you to start there in in your message you know why was it important to establish oh, that's you know, a good point why is God you know why are we called to serve but you know what but even before that saying and and I, I really feel like you were probably there were, you were setting up towards the end this idea of getting service on the right side of salvation you know yeah. but but I wonder if you would that talk- was that I, I was I was leaning and in, leaning into that but um, but I, you know, I I've talked to enough people in the church who who are a bit I mean we we're used to the idea that that a Christian serves yeah but if you weren't a Christian at all and you and and you somebody said look we're gonna go out and serve the poor we're gonna go feed the hungry we're gonna do something like that because um, I've had this with youth this is where I've seen it with I've had several youth who said why yeah why are we doing this and so um, and, and almost like it feels like it, like I'm being punished. I have to, you know, when I do, when I have to do something like this at home, it's because I'm being punished. Mm. And so I wanted to get on. I just wanted to talk around that for a little while. Just yeah. to, number one, everybody needs to constantly remember our status before God is has already been declared on the cross, and that is the status that we are favored by God. I think that's important to constantly be reminded of. And this, and these guys that he's with him. Oddly enough, that odd bunch of guys that he had, including Judas, in that in that moment, which yeah. is always it's always a marvel to me that he's in, oh my gosh. in, in the middle of the middle of all of this. I didn't even I didn't even mention it because I, I have I've preached on the the foot washing before and done a lot of work on that, but I knew if I mentioned it I was gonna go down yeah, a rabbit it was trail. Too big of a, too big yeah. of a rabbit trail yeah. to go down. So uh, but just just the the premise of being being loved by God. It just it felt like it needed to be a, it's, a, it's a good reminder and it was a and it was the pretext of the the call to serve. Yeah. And it's a reminder that we serve because of that. So yeah. you're not 
you're not going to be motivated. You'll do it out of habit. You'll do it out of out of routine. Um, if you've been around the church long enough, but when we really get our head around it, we'll realize that we do it out of out of the fact that we are loved. Yeah, and I, 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 that was me trying to trying to establish that. Yeah, and I, I did a little bit more in the live services because I, I did mention the John thirteen, the verse one, which he mm-hmm. says, you know, he he having loved his loved own to the end, to yeah. the end, he he loved them to the end, and then you get the foot washing. So there is something I I did a little bit more with that in the live services. I didn't do I didn't flesh that out. Uh, I, but you had it, and I and I, I listened to it. And I thought well, that was that was a that was a great starting point. It could it could easily have gone into my yeah. sort of love section, your love section. Yeah, for me, I, I really wanted to start because we you ha- we had it in the Old Testament lesson as this you know this this the, the creation, creation ordinance you know this Genesis two you know God gives Adam a, a, a holy job yeah. to do, and that actually it's it's interesting in my in in my doctoral. In my doctoral uh, thesis, one of the, the the identity markers of all human beings is that everybody's created to be a worshiper, and uh, you know at our at our core we're created to be worshippers. And I one of the things that I I flesh out, and I obviously didn't go into all this detail in the sermon, but I flesh out in the in the thesis is that you know. Our work is is always an act of worship, and, mm-hmm. and, and and you know sometimes we get a little bit squirrely about you know attaching our identity to our jobs. You know, like yeah. if if you were introducing yourself, you know, I'm I'm John that's, Fullerton, that's I'm a pastor at First Presbyterian Church Lakeland. You you go immediately to your role, but actually that's that's. And the impulse to do that is actually not bad. It's just that some we distort that and we it make stop, that and when it yeah. stops there, and it doesn't because it, yeah. it you're you're describing that it's, it's it, our work is beyond our work. It's be our work is connected yes. to our worship, but when our work when it stops at our work, yes, then we've then we failed to see something the larger thing. Yeah, so I really wanted to kind of and and I think there's something and I and I feel this impulse too. You know, this there there's something to. Um, and I think this is a uniquely Western mindset. I, 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 you've been you've been in the Eastern Church, oh, yeah. but it, but the, but the concept of retirement is. Oh, a, you went after it, buddy. At the, yeah. at, the, at the end of that, that was. I mean, like I'm listening to that and going, man, he's in a classic service telling them you can't retire. <laughs> well, to me, yeah, now, and, and that's part. But but you know, I also want to speak to like younger folks Not, because we spend a lot of time preparing to stop working, preparing to stop working, and and I think about that too. But you know, I think about my. Own retirement goals. I'm using air quotes there. I mean, my my goal is to be at a place where I can serve a church with with very little income. Yeah, you know, so I can go to a church and say, "Hey, you can't afford a pastor. Um, I'll come in and you know, pay me pennies on what you would pay every anybody else, yeah. just so that there's some there's some equity and there's not abuse." But I, I, I've been with so many churches in our denomination, especially in our presbytery, even that. You know they're they're at that tipping point. If they just had somebody hold, you know there to help yeah. put the hands on the wheel and give them a sense of direction and guidance, but they can't afford it. You know, some for of our variety, great, some of our great honorably retired pastors have now. done that very yeah. thing, including yeah. our own pastor, senior pastor emeritus here, Mike Mike Loudon, does mm-hmm. that right now. And and so, but that's not how most people. I don't think a lot of people think like that. They think about retirement. And they think about. You know what leisure activities am I going to get involved with? Yeah. Now, not everybody, and I, and I, that's an I, and I tried to in the, I think in the live lessons I was a little bit more generous with my uh, assessment of it, and especially after the eight fifteen because I had one sweet lady you would know very well. 
who a former missionary now uh her husband's recently passed they they were um but they up until the pandemic and i mean talk we're talking like late 80s they were still doing hospital visitation she comes up to me after she's she was all like guilt ridden like that she couldn't do hospital visitation anymore and and she's like but you know what i can do i can i can go i can visit at you know she's in a retirement home i can visit the people in the retirement. i was like but that's the her impulse is to serve right her impulse is to continue to find ways to Uh serve it's like you said not everybody no one can do everything but everyone can do something yep. and this is this impulse of this woman but so but i'm looking at a the, a lot of the room are retired are retired or getting thinking there. heavily and they're getting there yeah and and also too you know the 1030 classic service is a little different because 815 is mostly retired or heading they're pretty close they're a lot closer to retirement than they were at the beginning of their career 1030 is different 1030 there's a a good mix in there of yeah. people my age people your age who are in the in the middle of their careers uh, and and th- but still very much you know thinking about and they and we're taught to right I mean, we're taught to from the moment that we start working to start thinking about not working anymore. Yeah. And I want to say that mentality of work as bad is not Both what God of us went intended. After that. Both of us went after that. Uh, that work is not a bad thing. Work is God's idea is how I said it. But uh, mm-hmm. bo- both of us went after that with that. Because you know, we're going to be serving. That's Serving involves work. So yeah. we, needed, we both were addressing that because serving is work. And it is, work is something that is good. I, I just... I, Yes, I know people like that. I know people who don't want to work, whose preference would be to not do any work. Yeah. And uh, so, like, none? Like, nothing? Yeah. yeah. Like, like serving in the church? Nothing? Yeah. You know, I have a missionary friend from uh, Mongolia. She's now, she now leading a seminary, but uh, she was, um, she, uh, she, she would, she preached at our church several times and said, I said, I'll tell you what, she talks to the, talks to the churches, but I'll tell you what, when you find the word retirement in the Bible, yeah. I will give you a pass on, 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 on yeah. serving in the church. Yeah. Until then, you serve in the church. Yeah. And there's nothing to say, and, and even, you know, I did talk. I talked a little bit more about it in the live lessons, but the idea that work has become toil and laborious because it's frustrate. I mean, there are frustrations. But it's broken by sin. It's broken by the fall. But that's where the resurrection of Jesus gives us a new mentality, restores through yeah. the the mentality of service and yeah. and jumping into that that point. It's interesting that we could have gone. I mean, there actually is a there is a there's an opposite side of this, which also has its own underbelly, which is that people are consumed by work. They're just like yeah. they're, it's all about the work uh, and even charitable work too. I've seen that too. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Pe- people people serve in the church. This is in churches all around this, especially the Western Church, all around the Western Church. And their families are dying on the altar of ministry. They're they're, oh my they're, gosh, they're just yes. suffering, and I just keep telling people you cannot. And that's why part of this part of this conference, one of the guys was talking about self care. Authentic yeah. spirituality involves a lot of self care, and part of self care means you figure out that there is actually a rhythm given by God. Mm-hmm. And the rhythm is there's going to be some days you don't work, yeah, and you don't have to don't store it up till that once a year vacation. No, 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 because no. you're just going to be you're going to be dead for that vacation. Well, and you're like, also going to be on vacation with a lot of people that are that are in, living in your home, but are really strangers because you don't you yeah. haven't spent the time with them. Yeah. So he is saying you've got to carve out that yeah. that rhythm of one and six, one mm-hmm. and you know, one and seven, one you know, one day of seven, you, mm-hmm. six days you work, one day you you rest. You got to find a way to carve that out, mm-hmm. which is which is another conversation we could come back to, which we have, and we've come, talked about we, Sabbath. Right, Rest before we, we ought to, we, you know, we may need to do a whole series on on Sabbath rest because it's so strange to our culture that we'd yeah. actually do it. I'll tell you this, there's, and we'll move on. But the, the comment was made um, that the Sabbath keeping 
and there's a lot of things needing to be said about is it law and what about Jesus as the Sabbath rest and the ultimate rest in Jesus. Sure. All that's true, but but still the rhythm is good. Yeah. Uh, Sabbath keeping is the only command that if you are a serve a leader in a church and especially you know, a church staff and you keep it, you can be fired for. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's, yeah. that's, 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 there's truth to that. Not here, but there's truth to that. I have no well, like that, that. Yeah. And I, and this is one thing that is really, I think, positive about FPC Lakeland, which is unique. I mean, I will say, I mean, there it's, I think it is unique amongst churches um, that we, we really do try to give everyone the, the time that they need, you yeah. know, and, and if, and if they're in a, if there's a, per, a person on staff who's having a particular moment of crisis, we give them that time to, to, to do what they need to do to be with their families, to, to, to kind of, you know, the, the, the proverbial circle, the wagons, and then, yeah. and then we'll be, you'll we'll be here and we'll also be there to be su- supportive of them yeah. too. But um, because we know that the, and I think, I think it's, and again, this is a little bit off, off topic, but it's it, the idea that we have to work, you know, seven days a week, you know, 18 hours a day. It's also very idolatrous, right? It's, it's, it's saying, I don't, it's saying that God's work does not get done unless I'm doing it, you know? And, and, and we also have to, it's one of the, and this is a spoiler alert for this Sunday, for me, at least coming up is we're talking about spiritual parenthood this Sunday. Um, that starts at the home. I mean, if you're going to spiritually parent, uh, yeah. And you're you're you know you're not parenting your children you know you're not spiritu- spiritually spiritually parenting, yeah. parenting your children disciple your children discipling your children there's your spoiler alert that's a spoiler alert that's part of that's part of the message for at least for me on Sunday then we don't have a lot of business trying to disciple and spiritually parent. Uh, others. others, you know, as much as we can. Now it gets complicated as they get older and things like that. But but uh, but that and that, there's grace for those who. Who's that? That stage is passed. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't do that. You need to just say, "Well, you, that that opportunity's passed." But mm-hmm. you, you got to start where you are. That's right. That's right. But I, that that's where boundary keeping comes in, and all that too. But again, God has created work to be good. And again, even in God's created work, what does He do? He gives the He gives the Sabbath ordinance in the middle of that work creation. Yeah, work, 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 right? work, 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 work. Yes, it is a good thing. Yeah. I've called you to do it. Ten, yeah. cultivate. You know, but rest. But rest. Yeah. Okay, I got to ask this question though. Sure. How did you come up with and tell us about the the introduction of this Fibonacci sequence? Okay, so <laughs> that you was know, great. And I'm not. And here's the thing. I, you know, there was somebody that came up to me uh, during after the service um, and was starting to go like talk about all of these math concepts and and I realize folks folks that have been in this church a long time know that I'm not a math person right I I I get very fascinated by mathematical concepts but I don't under I don't pretend to understand them yeah. I I just I marvel at the math the mathematical balance that's found in creation right i marvel at that uh i think you and i both you you've mentioned several times in messages uh you know some of the things in 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 space that have been discovered and the balance of creation is i marvel i mean that i we could have a whole podcast just talking about that and i would be just I, I i get riveted when yeah. i hear about that because it's like how do you i mean it's it's the it's the creation uh, it's the creation defense of, of god right yeah. it's it's look at these things so when i was a kid um there was a show 
and there was a segment on the show, and I can't remember what the bigger show's name was, but there was a segment called MathNet, you know, like Dragnet. It was kind of like a thing. And I, I, I don't know why this episode imprinted on me, but the the episode imprinted on me, they were talking about the Fibonacci sequence. This imprinted uh, okay. on me. You, you dug deep for this one then. Yeah. No, I mean, but it was not because what, so here's here's how it, oh, it goes back deep. It's, yeah. it's, it's on top of mind, but it's. But it's one of those things when you, you know, when you come across a word in scripture and then that word, for whatever reason, it, it, it connects the dots in your brain way back. So when I was looking up the the origin of the word example, right, the Greek that's that's there, um, the word Bible commentary talks about all the semantic range of it. Yeah. And, and the semantic range of the word example really comes down to two types of yeah, things. That was, that was good. That was yeah. helpful to yeah, one that's imita- either, imitation and yeah, the, or and pattern. The, and the pattern. Yeah. yeah. And patterns are meant to be you know, replicate. They're replicated, but but it's not. It's it's that it's the it's the attitude that's replicated. It's the mindset that's replicated, and that to me because. And then then skipping down to verse seventeen, right? And he says, "If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them." And this is one of those words. That word blessed. That curious. Yeah. yeah, but it, but when you get you can't deny that the semantic range of the word blessed in the Greek is happy. I mean, that's the word. I mean, that's how they, that's why some English translations, some modern English translations, they translate that word as happy. Like the Beatitudes, it's happy mm-hmm. is the, you know. Um, so that to me, when I did that, I you know, then tying it back to the creation ordinance and thinking about, you know, what would it have been like to be Adam and, and Eve and given this job to work and keep the garden and everything you do is successful. I mean, you imagine being in a job where there are no frustrations. Yeah. There's no, you know, I, I joke about Wi-Fi going out and tools of the trade not yeah, working. Yeah. Imagine if it all works. Everything you plant yeah. grows. Every, I mean, that. how joyful is that, right? And And the idea is that God gives restores our attitude towards our work when we take this mindset yeah. of Jesus in service right because then and you mentioned this you know it comes back to us we we are filled with the joy yeah you know if we take an attitude not of like the youth that you're talking about like it's punishment but no 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 we're following the example of the person who loved us so much that he would die for us. Yeah. I mean, that's to me that was that's where all that that's a no, big, that's good. But I, yeah. I, there, there, I've heard people talk about you know people dealing with the issues of joy. A lot of people t- talk about the, the the absence of joy. They don't feel joy in their life, and say, "What do you do with this?" I've heard several podcasters say that you know you want to find joy, and it's this. It's exactly what you're mm. saying. Find the pattern, this pattern that Jesus was modeling for his disciples, and begin to do that in your own life, and you will find, as a result of that, that you that you find your contentedness in life, uh, and that you can you can define that as you can find your happiness yeah. in life, or Jesus blessed. You can find yeah. your you're blessed in life. So, so uh, there there is there is it, it's not the first. Um, goal of yeah. doing these. It's not the first motivation for doing these things. It's a byproduct it's of it. The byproduct, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's worth. It's worth acknowledging that the byproduct of serving is pretty cool. When that is, I mean, isn't that always the pattern of God? Right. I mean, He loves us in order that we might. You know, it, it's like even what you're. You know, you, you've mentioned it a few times, but uh, you know, Frank Harrington's "Give until it feels good." You yeah. know, that kind of mentality, and and it is people who. And I and I don't I, I've seen studies I can't point to them right right now but but the percentage of people that that spend time volunteering 
their their mental health is stronger. Mm-hmm. Their 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 perspective on life is better. Um, it, again, that's not the motivation, but that is but that is the promise. That's the the promised byproduct that God mm-hmm. offers us in Jesus Christ, and and it's because the humiliation of Jesus leads to the glorification of Jesus. You know, and and even in the and one of the things that you and I both. Ham, I almost hammered on, but really did highlight is that it's not just serve. That Jesus is is giving us a pattern of low service. I mean, yeah, one of your yeah. points is that there's no task. We cannot look at any task as being beneath us. Yeah, and and that that's another sticking point for a lot of people, right? Yeah, I get, I, it, part of me was was it, am I going to have a little fun with this? Is Elena going to our direct, director of finance and administration going to cancel our janitorial services now? I thought and, that's what you were. And, I thought about you were about to announce it. I was like, now, okay, well here we go. You, Zach and I are going to start by we're going to be the first ones to start scrubbing toilets around here. So, uh, but I, but you know, I, I said, if that I'm, was the case, then we would, we do, would do that, it, right? Yeah, that's exactly. I what mean, I, I don't know about you, but I've slung many a table in, in oh, both yeah. this church and previous churches, and well, that's not to be like that's not like and, and and you and I both have taken positions that I think some people would look at and go really like I mean you've spent time at this church since I you know since you served here in an Olaf costume right right, right. yeah <laughs> I mean and yeah. that's 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 sent, Captain seems, Hook uh, and I've been, it, you know it, that seems kind of funny but but I mean some people would look at that and say I mean how many and again how many CEOs are doing that sort of thing so yeah. that children in the community can, I mean, again, maybe there are, and there yeah. are, I mean, we know people at Publix and big, sure. you know, they do things like that, but it's that overall mental attitude and that spiritual attitude of, I'm going to do this because Christ has loved me so much. And God, as a result, gives me great joy. Even when I do. Yeah. I don't know about you. It's, 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 it's sometimes, uh, catches me off guard yeah. when people point that out that that that's something that I'm doing that maybe is something that is un, unusual yeah. uh, because it's 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 quite natural if you got if you got yeah. you know, we see these children walking these hallways every day oh yeah we're and so it's quite natural excited and, then, and too. we're parents and I'm you know grandparents one yeah. day you'll get there you're grand, you'll be grandparents as well yeah. and it's just it's just quite natural just just to you as a parent. You know, when you're doing it right, mm-hmm. you are go. You spend a lot of time on the floor. Yeah, on your hands and knees. On your hands and knees, yeah. or you spend a lot of time, you know, somehow getting down to to their level. Yeah, and uh, not saying this is that that you're above and this to serving that you're above and and someone is below, but you know, to do these humble acts of serving mm-hmm. where you just do something. I mean, look at how many people. Think about how many people you know in this church who will drive a friend to a doctor's office. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, pick up somebody after they've gone to mm-hmm. gone in for surgery. Yeah, uh, they'll go in there and, and just you know change the change the bed bedding or yeah. things like that for loved ones or friends. Yeah, man. Yeah, that that's you said it is humility and service. You know, this, you know, you, the litter box is what you, 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 you read the litter box. That was, that was funny to me doing the you know, bathrooms, litter box, all those things at home that you would do those types of things without, you know, without, you know, not that you love those things, but you know, someone's got yeah. it's got to be done. Well, I think too, you know, one of the, one of the examples I, 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 I highlight a little bit more in my, in my live message, I mentioned it on the recording is, you know, we tell our kids to clean their rooms all the time. And you did the same thing yeah. as a parent and you're now your kids telling their kids to do that. And every once in a while, uh, Jules or I will tell them to do that and they'll start and then five minutes later we'll go in and start helping them yeah. and we'll get down and we'll you know pick up 
you know, toys and trash and, and, you know, things like that. And, and, and what that communicates to them is that we love them. And then yeah. we do that because we love them and because we've been shown that sort of love as well too. So yeah. it's, uh, and then, and then communicating that rationale, it's very powerful. It's a very, you know, um, motivating sort of thing for them it's as not, well. It's not a big leap to go from that to the God who loves us. Absolutely. And the God who would do the humble acts, yeah. you know, yeah. for, for us as well. Yeah, we talk about about the condescension of God and sometimes yeah. people don't, they don't quite understand that word because we use that word condescending in a, in a negative way. But yeah. but for the God of the universe to even, you know, that Philippians to the great Christology that, that he would. Yeah, that there's Jesus the ultimate would, hum, yeah. being, becoming hum, humble, yeah. humbling oneself and, and doing the lowly acts. There's well, that's the, the John, that's what the John 13, you know, it, it's like when, when, when John writes in John 13, when he should, you know, sh- having loved his own who are in the world, he loved them to the end. The act of the, the foot washing is really just the precursor to the cross, right? Yeah. So the loving to the end, I mean, that sets the the John thirteen goes all the way into John twenty mm-hmm. um, to the to the to the res, to all the way to the resurrection, and then John twenty one where he brings back into the fold Peter who's denied him. I mean, even that is a condescension moment yeah. because he could have just thumped Peter in that moment, but he doesn't. He challenges him, he he lifts him up, he encourages him, and and doesn't have to do and then you know that's a whole other aspect of service because you you touched on it but we didn't get into it but the people that that are your enemies the people that yeah um it's interesting that that some in the in the history of the christian church have taken the act of foot washing as prescriptive 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 yeah Uh, and that we are supposed to do that very act yeah sacramentally yeah uh, and that and and it is sacramental Uh, Mm -hmm. it it has dominical authority jesus Mm -hmm. did this and said i i've done it for you you do it for for others and neither one of us uh believe that obviously we neither one of us taught that it's not that that is the thing yeah that is the thing it can't be powerful I mean, it's not, yeah, not that you can't do that, yeah. that that thing, but it's not. It's not. There's no. We don't have the modern equivalence of that. Yeah. That that's the problem. And if it's going to be something that that is set for all all disciples for all time, there's no modern equivalence of that. We have modern equivalence of cleansing with yeah. washing. We have modern equivalence of eating, but we don't have modern equi- equivalence of foot washing. So foot yeah. washing has to be understood as as um, as having a. A, a meaning at the time that's deeper, yeah, and that, that can translate that in can a, translate a deep, into other, deeper way, yeah, other things that have comparable meanings. Yeah. Uh, well, and even the foot washing itself was meant to be typological of what Jesus was going to do on the cross, because like as much as the disciples protest about him washing their feet, I mean, he's about to die a criminal's death. He's going to be executed as a criminal for, for, them, for them and for us, and and it's the it's the whole Pauline, you know, God shows his love for us in this what is the this that while we were yet sinners not when we and this goes to your original point getting service on the right side of salvation it's not when we were doing everything right that jesus said okay now you're worth dying for it was when we were absolutely unworthy of doing anything for that he goes to the lowest place so yeah i mean it's those are powerful moments when you do foot washing because even though the equivalent is not quite the same it is still pretty it's still pretty well d- you're you're humbled as the foot washer yeah and then if you're the one having receiving the foot, it you're receiving it 
you're hum- you're humbled again. It's a little yeah. awkward. It's and, very you know, awkward. I mean, I had my senior pastor that I worked with. That was the first time we ever did it. Was I was he washed my feet? Yeah, it's very it's, awkward. It, it, you know, we had guys with guys, girls with girls. Yeah, so there's no, thinking, nothing weird about it. But I haven't had a pedicure yet. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he, he, the, I will tell you. His comment to me was, you know, afterwards in the moment he washed my feet, and then afterwards he goes, Fullerton, you got goat legs, man. <laughs> Talking with the hairy legs. <laughs> well, you ain't seen nothing yet, man. You ain't seen mine. So. <laughs> well, let me let's, let me let me just step back from this yeah. this what was this sermon if you think about it you know we this, and because in some ways this was it's kind of bread and butter yeah this is a bread and butter sermon yeah this, this is a real you know there's, there's no news here nothing that most people you've been around the church any at all you haven't really heard they anything know different. They yeah. they've heard this before so what was the sermon if you just step back and say what what were we trying to communicate what is the message of this sermon well, I think it's. I think there's. I think there's two things. One, I think the the thing that it was highlighted, I think, in both of our messages, was that the motivation of service is very important, right? Yeah. And and for for yours, you know, it's the it's the love of Jesus that was mo- that motivates him to serve us, and that the love that we have in Jesus ought to motivate us to serve mm-hmm. others, and then for. And then the other part of that motivation is that God has created work and redeemed it through the cross so that it can be a joy. I mean, those yeah. two things for me, are, you're right, it is bread and butter. This, these are not new. I mean, you probably could go back to old sermons on service and pull out, what did I say here? What did I say there? I did that. I looked back. I didn't. I, I did everything new this time, but I was like, well, what have I said about this? You know, what has been, what have I particularly said? But in some ways, I think... One, you can never – I mean, someone once said, you, you can never share the story of the gospel enough. Yeah. And this really is a gospel story. But it takes it one step further, I think, because it's also a sanctification message, right? Because I think a lot of times gospel messages – and I said this at the beginning of my sermon – gospel messages end with heaven or maybe the return of Jesus. That, that was that was important because you know this is this is not we're not just going to reduce this to some future benefit. And 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 some people it's just so funny what you say and what you don't say that people hear. And I was trying to be really emphatic. I am not saying that heaven is not a great thing, <laughs> yeah. and I'm it, not saying it is a perk. It, it is it a does wonderful come. gift, <laughs> and it is awesome that Jesus is going to return. That is a fact. We believe it, and that when He returns, we're going to share in His glory. We have a whole message on restored bodies that talks about that very thing. And yet, that's if that's all we're waiting for, mm. then we should take the Thessalonian church's mentality. Of let's go sit on a beach and just wait for Jesus' return. Um, the problem is y- y- you can't eat, right? <laughs> yeah, and, that's, and Thessalonians right there. So that's that was me for me that that was part of the this, the gospel um, highlighting that gospel because this was this was in this series of sermons. I think the the organization has been very intentional in terms of. And, and Brian Morgan pointed this out very early in his because he did the second message um, in the classic service, and Josh did the second in Vine. But it's this vertical relationship with God is established through the cross and, and Jesus, uh, mm-hmm. through the cross and the resurrection. The horizontal relationships are affected by that um, with other people. The internal relationship we have with ourselves is affected and restored. Mm-hmm. And and 
and and then it begins to translate into our outward actions with mm. whether it's with outsiders across borders or in and not or and in acts of service yeah and so that's me that's really where this yeah. this put this i think this has really been a gospel series yeah Right, I think. Well, how, how, where's yeah, where's well, your head at with this? Uh, those great, great. That's a great summary too. I would say echo so much uh, and all of that. In fact, uh, I, I I think I would uh, add to that that um, it's it's sort of the genius of God uh, on display. Yeah, that he would that out of his great love for us, knowing his great desires for us, he would do this very shocking, surprising, lowly, humble thing, and then set his disciples, everybody's, to, you know, on a pattern of of doing these types of things in this world, knowing, knowing, this is a great part of that. So, we're doing that because, we, you know, we're motivated because, the, you know, like I said, can I wash your car, can I mow your grass? We're motivated by the, by the good thing God has done for us. But he knows, this is what I love about serving, is that he knows that when we actually do that, not only will the relationships in the world around us be better, We'll be better. We'll be better as well too, and yeah. the church will be better. Yeah. yeah. So the world will be better. The church will be better, and I'll be better. Yeah. And so uh, I, I just, it's just the, the the genius of God connecting all those dots together. That, and, which is a very different experience than neither one of us. We're, we're not when we haven't talked about this, but it'd be really easy to, to have a guilt message. Sure. This would be a really easy message to have a guilt message if you're not serving. I started out had a little fun with it. I didn't yeah. know that they were going to react. I, yeah. I, was, I was hoping they would react that way. But like if you're, if you're not serving, you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. This collective gasp in the room. Yeah. They all laughed. So yeah. uh, it's like, which I hope hope that they, they would. Yeah. Um, but it'd be really easy to do that, though. Yeah. Be, if you're not doing this, you're not a good Christian. <clears throat> your salvation is not secure. We have every reason to question your your commitment to the, to the yeah. Lord here. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could probably. That's probably effective. Yeah. I could probably get some people well, to sign up for, for the. It's been effective for the Catholic Church for a long time, right? I mean, <laughs> there are definitely the rules uh, <laughs> list keeper types of churches out there. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Not to not to bag on the Catholics, yeah. but yeah. They, I mean, they do. There is. A lot of and there's nothing wrong with the, having the list, but I, you know, and there's nothing, and, and sometimes, like, and sometimes people do need that that sort of like they need. Sometimes they there are, there are certain folks that kind of need that 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 sanctification yeah. push. You know, they need the stay in paper it's to just, say like it's just when it feels salvific yeah. that it becomes the problem. And yeah. this is the old. I'm gonna maybe I'll close this. Up. I'll close my own math math uh, situation. I was a math minor, so, so it's, all these things are just like right. They come naturally right for me. Uh, but there's the difference between a centered set and a bounded set. Yeah. And in a center and a bounded set, which you define the thing, whatever yeah. the thing is, based on whether based on the boundaries you put around the thing. And so once you cross those boundaries, yeah, you're into the thing. Yeah. You know, anything outside of that, those boundaries, you're not. So this in the in the in the faith, it would be like as long as you you know pay your taxes and don't cheat mm-hmm. on your wife and do and be a nice person and follow these rules and like you are in and believe in Jesus. You know, if you are in the club, you're you're one of us. And they're defining themselves primarily by the boundaries themselves. Uh, the centered set, which is my preferred way of thinking about it is that, look, love Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's at the center of it all. Mm-hmm. Love Jesus, come close to him, listen to his, you know, study his, his, his word, his instructions, and that let that affect your life. And you'll figure out the do's and the don'ts yeah. based on your your loving of Jesus. So, mm-hmm. so there, there are those traditions out there. And I think the Catholic Church, and this, I don't think this is being unfair to them, it's, it tends to be the, at least it's perceived to be this way. Yeah. Uh, I, I imagine those on the insiders the, the probably they don't, don't think it. that way. But it's perceived to be, i got to do all these lists, check all these boxes, and then I'm good to go. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we're like, no, you stay centered on Jesus. Yeah, stay and, centered on and, Jesus. And all the rest will take care of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we close out this series of messages this on week. Sunday. Yeah. It is Mother's Day. We'll talk a little bit about that next week. And, and Go some to church of the, with your mom. Come, come to church with your mom. <laughs> if you can. Uh, and, and we are talking about spiritual parenthood. So we, we kind of teased that a little bit earlier. John is back in the classic service yes. to close this out. I'm in Vine once again to close this out. And uh, it'll, it should be a fun Sunday in, in both services. And You have some baptisms this week, we, don't you? We have, we, have, we, have, we have three baptisms on Sunday. And I'm very, very excited about that. And all affirmations of faith. So a couple of, couple of older kids that are affirming their faith for themselves, uh, which is when I when I talk to the parents, um, and at some point we, we might have a bonus episode about the sacraments and how we view the sacraments. There's always Good. a lot of conversations about this, but but uh, you know I said to the parents and I said to the the these are like ten year olds. I said we consider this an adult baptism. You are making a profession of faith for yourself. It's not your parents' faith. It's not your. And so I, I you know, I asked them all the questions and unpacked. You know, do they understand the questions I'm going to ask them? And um, and and they did. You know, and and is their is their articulation of their faith the same as it would be when they get to be you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty eight, thirty eight? No, no, no. But it is. There is an articulation of a saving faith, That's great. and uh, which is which is really cool. Um, and some of these, a couple of these these two kids that I'm baptizing, they've been I've been volunteering with uh, volunteering. It's you know it's part of the church, but you know I've been working with a lot of these kids on Wednesday nights, teaching, you know, these, yeah. teaching these kids on Wednesday nights, which is not typically what a pastor does, but it's been great. And, and they and I, and the funny thing is I never talked about baptism with any of these kids and, and all of them went to their parents and said, I want to be baptized. I've never been baptized. I want to be baptized. And then I said, well, then we bring them in. And then we have one adult, like an actual, an adult baptism. So that's going to be fun. Um, but we have a couple more down the pike, actually. I think I sent you one yeah, today yeah, yeah, uh, or yeah. yesterday from somebody in the classic I'm glad, service. I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're having the child's, child's getting getting older. So yeah. you, know, you reach a certain age, where start, getting, you, there's a danger zone when it comes to baptism. Yeah. When they, you know, they start getting that two-year-old, three-year-old age, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Whew, yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. Uh, if you missed uh, this past week's uh, uh, messages in our series, Restored, or any one of the messages, go to our website, fpclakeland.org. Go to the uh, worship page and in the sermon archive tab to watch past services and if you've missed any one of our episodes of armchair preaching you can find us on most major podcast services apple Podcasts, google play stitcher soundcloud and uh, you can subscribe so you can be notified when a new episode drops like it share it with your friends and that's it for today pastor john thank you so good, much for hanging out with us in the armchair. and uh, we'll see everybody, see everybody next time <laughs>